From Orms, this is Orms Air, where we unpack and investigate the compelling questions at the forefront of our creative community's consciousness. Joined by the artists, photographers, and creators brave enough to step up to the mic and join us in discussion. In this episode, we discuss and unpack the creative power of smartphones with Orms Cape Town School of Photography's creative powerhouse, Lauren Tiernison. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Orms Air, the Orms podcast. We are now in season two, and this is episode one of season two of the Orms podcast. Can you tell that we're very excited here in the studio? We are super excited. Your Jess, you did sound more excited there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so guys, um, just a quick little breakdown of how things have slightly changed from season one of the Orms podcast. Mm. Um, So our format for our podcast is going to be slightly different um, in season two, where you will be able to find us discussing all of your wildly interesting and fascinating photographic, creative, and videographic topics uh, fortnightly, not every week mm-hmm. this season. Um, we've also slightly changed up our episode structure, where in season one, you'll notice that we had really in-depth discussions with the creators that were kind enough to join us in the studio. Um, but this season, we thought it might be really interesting to turn things around and sort of give you guys, our creative community, mm. uh, more control over what is discussed. So in season two, we will be focusing more on the burning topics that are piquing your interest. And we're putting out an open call and asking everybody who's listening right now and your friends and your creative collaborators to send us through topics and themes and questions that you would like us to discuss and possibly if you have any suggestions of guests that you'd like to hear from Mm. send it through you guys have our email address you can comment on any of the orms social channels and let us know and we'll take it to heart we really really do love your feedback and we love hearing from you guys so send it through don't be scared we're very nice people we i promise and uh Possibly the most exciting part about season two of Orms Air <laughs> is, as you'll notice, um, our lovely podcast producer, Miss Jess Sample, now has a microphone. Oh, wow. Yay. Welcome, Jess. Thank you very much. Yeah. So so now you cannot escape me, guys. My voice will be here in every single episode to add <laughs> all of my opinions and my feelings so I don't just sit there flapping my arms wildly yes. without a microphone. <laughs> so Jess will be um, co-hosting the Orms Air podcast. She will be contributing her thoughts and her yeah her expertise oh. in her creative fields which she has many of um so welcome Jess and I know we're all very excited to head on into season two very excited Yay. super stoked okay so our first episode for season two of the Orms Air podcast um we invited the lovely lovely um mm. Orms Cape Town School of Photography uh, lecturer and creator in her own right, yes. uh, Miss Lauren Tiernison. And uh, we sat down and discussed with her the creative power of smartphones, which I know um, both Jess and I have had a, f- a lot of conversations about this. Yeah. And um, we find that it it's a very interesting thing to discuss. Mm. I think it's also one of a little bit of a controversial thing in the minds of uh, many sort of professional photographers and videographers. Yeah, I think it's important to hit and sort of 
unpack why. Yes, um, I think when we're discussing why why are we talking about smartphones and mm. why do we think it's important, it's kind of a threefold discussion mm-hmm. if you break it down a little bit. I think the the first thing to acknowledge is that most of us are consuming our media mm-hmm. via our phones 90% of the time. Maybe you do go home and you watch a bit of YouTube on your TV. Maybe yeah. you sit at a computer, but the vast majority of the time, the main way that you access mm-hmm. media is on your phone because it's right there. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely a trend that we've seen uh, increasing over the last couple of years. The other reason, second reason, that it's becoming increasingly important is that because as the tech in smartphones is improving and gradually catching up to um, the sort of capabilities that you would have had on your professional cameras, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing, is that people who previously would not have had access to photography or video as a creative tool because of financial reasons or just from a skill point of view Mm -hmm. now have this very powerful device that is super easy to use, always accessible because we always have it with us. And they're being given the opportunity to explore contributing creatively Mm. via photography and via video. Um, And you can see that with people like uh, Janelle Eliana, the Mm -hmm. YouTuber, um, who most of you will know because she went kind of viral last year um, due to an intersection of various crazy trends that were happening on YouTube at the time. But she um, would not have been able to produce any of her content or contribute creatively to the world of YouTube content creators if she hadn't had access to her phone Mm -hmm. because otherwise she would have had to spend all this money on a camera um, and she lives in a van so like carrying a big computer around to edit is not like super uh, like easy to do you know and this will be something that we come to again and again in our conversation with Lauren um, is kind of that element of accessibility and empowerment that's um, that comes with smartphones and the power that they are increasingly gaining because of their technological improvements but also just that that power in sharing stories yes and sharing your reality yeah and then i think the the final reason why this is important is it's not just um amateur content creators anymore who are uh, starting to realize the power of smartphones it's established professionals in the videographic and photographic industries as well who are acknowledging that these devices have a lot of potential Mm -hmm. and they want to find ways to incorporate it into um, their creative storytelling process. And I think the most notable recent example uh, that a lot of people will know about is Selena Gomez's recent collaboration with Mm -hmm. legendary music video director Sophie Muller. Um, And she's, she's super established. She's worked with everyone from Radiohead to Kings of Leon and Beyonce and they decided that they were going to shoot um, two of her new music videos yeah. on the iPhone 11 using that Filmic Pro app that allows yeah, yeah. you to manually control all your settings. And those videos came out amazing. Yeah, they're beautiful. They are so flippin' cool. Um, and I think that that just, as a concluding thing, I think mm. this is sort of a wake-up call for those who still you know, those in the industry who still aren't taking this seriously and who are still regarding work produced on on iPhones and other smartphone devices as, like, inferior or not, like, worthy of recognition. If it's good enough for Sophie Muto, I think it's good enough for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) 100% agree with you. You'll see this this sort of trend and this this golden thread running through our conversation with Lauren. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, keep your headphones in and... 
enjoy our conversation with Miss Lauren Tennyson, which you will because she's amazing. And that's going to start right now. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the, the omnipotent empress. The, oh, wow, mm. look at me. Look at me. Omnipotent. Is that, what is that? It means all powerful. Okay, I accept. I love that word. That I'm not even going to try and repeat it. I will just accept the omnipotent. Yes. Sounds delicious. Beginning to a rap. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then you start talking about small phones. Yeah, small yes. phones. Small yes. phones. Small phones. We're back. Omzer is back and in action. Today in studio, we welcome, welcome back, Lauren Tunison. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Miss B. And the cloud, the clouds, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> well, the clouds do. I mean, Cape Town is yeah. the, you know, notorious for it's shifting true. clouds, the windy creating city. winds. Yeah. yeah. Gale forces arrive as Lauren Tennyson enters the building, part the clouds, arrive the smoke machine. At CTSP, in your capacity as a lecturer mm-hmm. and educator mm-hmm. and creator, mm-hmm. do you do the smartphone photography and videography aspects of the smartphone course? So um, I, let's say that I do the smartphone photography one. We yeah. have just about launched the smartphone videography one to happen in this year. It looks amazing. Um, it's always like a, a challenge also in terms of like the kinds of people that you get in yeah. for a course, because like some people will come in with like mega like photography and potentially videography background yeah. for it. And then, you know, other people come in not knowing how to like, focus using on their phone you know yeah. so it's not you know it's it's a really interesting thing just like in terms of class dynamic to start off with never mind whatever the contact is like yeah. between all these different courses that we run at the school so um yeah everything has its challenges but we're always super excited to hand over that knowledge so that people know a little bit more about what they do yeah completely or want to do I guess. yeah <laughs> making dreams happen yeah, dreams coming true yes <laughs> so have you have you seen Whilst you've been you've been sort of lecturing the or guiding the students in the smartphone, have you seen an increase in like interest in smartphone photography as a whole? I know you were speaking earlier about um, you sort of feel like you you are being called upon a lot to discuss this. Mm. I think um, it's it's like a really interesting thing to see how you know, the, the interest for the smartphone photography like course that we run doesn't like die down in yeah. its interest. Like people are always keen to learn more about it. And I'm actually even taking on a lot more kind of like one-on-one uh, requests for people who need specific training for specific kinds of things that they're wanting to record. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, because like their requests are so specific, we do those kinds of one-on-one sessions with them. So sometimes it is that they um, have a personal, maybe like arts project that they're busy working on mm-hmm. and maybe they don't want to include other people on that team and they really wanting to self-drive something that's very very like uh, self-reflexive in its nature of being like making the work. And so they want to kind of drive that by themselves and want the necessary skills to move along that process. Or maybe they're going to be traveling quite a bit. And so having something that is easily transportable and accessible throughout their trip is going to be something like easier to pick up than carrying like a whole bunch of gear around with them. And um, sometimes, you know, they're, they're not necessarily um, even wanting with some of my, the, people that we've trained not necessarily wanting to do any kind of um, 
you know, when it's finished, like high end kind of product, but yeah. they're really just wanting to learn how to better capture whether it's like family specific moments or things that are just more personal to yeah. them. Um, then, you know, like sometimes their phones feels like the best option. Completely. So sometimes people are like super intimidated by all the big fancy camera and video recording gear that's available. And so it can be a really nice entry point for people into the world of photography. Yeah. So um, I often find that, you know, once we start doing the smartphone photography course that people, um, once they start seeing the both advantages as well as the disadvantages of being able to use that gear, that they will tend toward um, either sticking with smartphone photography yeah. because they're happy with the results that it can do, or they will say, okay, cool, well, I know this and I understand what this is for now, but I know that there's going to be a point when I'm going to want to do this thing, and yeah. so I will get the training and start investing in gear that allow me to do such things. Mm -hmm. Because as much as smartphone photography can do, it obviously with all kinds of gear has its limitations and what it can yeah. be used for and what it's like good at, I guess. So... Um, yeah, it's it's definitely been an interesting ride in seeing the kind of different kinds of interests in smartphone photography yeah. as a medium. And it's always amazing to see how people and also with the advancement of the technology of smartphones um, are being able to take on even bigger and bigger projects as the quality of output is becoming more and more, um, yeah, more and more like better i guess mm, yeah, <laughs> i don't like know what the word is right now but the, yeah yeah i guess but i mean even with like really terrible quality smartphones yeah. like in the beginning of time i guess people the are in the beginning of time, of time. Mm -hmm. um <laughs> yeah when uh like you know cameras were first put onto the back of cameras and people started like taking the like the potential of recording with like smartphones yeah. more seriously people already in those early days starting to create um you know like really like beautiful films um yeah. so it's um i don't think the quality of technology has ever stopped people from creating in a way by people continuously trying to use that technology has pushed developers into exactly. areas of like making sure that you know it's going to be the thing we don't buy cell phones for like the connectivity to satellites we yeah. buy them for freaking um yeah the the apps, the and, apps the and the video and camera capabilities yeah. and you know like i want something that shoots with this many megapixels yeah. and this kind of clarity and like these 10 lenses on the back that's like really bulging out the back of my phone but gives me like 10 ways of shooting differently mm. you know that's becomes like the thing that yeah. people are buying phones for now and why we're willing to spend like you know 15 plus k on them mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah it's, it's a serious investment 100 percent, but it becomes such a um, important thing to think about now when it comes to upgrading our phones mm -hmm. completely yeah because it's like you're not you're not as you said you're not using it just to call people and text people mm. text it's like sms people you know <laughs> like with the whatsapp yeah whatsapp <laughs> wink wave the outdated poke <laughs> oh facebook yeah that was a oh, thing in the dark ages i literally thought yeah. you were talking about apps and i was like okay rachel be cool pretend <laughs> that you know what's going on just smile and nod just smile Hello, and nod guys we believe it's pronounced things. pokey pokey no that's a ball dude <laughs> that's some food that's some things that you can get down at one of these trendy places down the road but like not not the facebook thing but it's yeah so. i mean and I think this is the thing, right? Smartphones are on the rise. I mean, I say on the rise, but it is becoming way more prevalent at the moment. Like it's some of the stats that I've read while re doing some research for this, apparently there are more than 3.3 billion cell phones in the world. I could believe Can that. Can we just... Mm. I, it literally blew my mind when I read that. Yeah, well... It's completely crazy. 
it's not that crazy you know yes if you think about it but when you read it you're like what that's it. like i can't even comprehend that amount of smartphones yeah you know, like, i mean I what is world population it. it's like seven plus eight plus billion this is yeah. true yeah. yeah i can't even remember i don't know exact stats at the moment i'm not like regularly clued up about those <laughs> things casually but um yeah it, it makes sense in some ways that like people even in spaces that don't have um much like kind of computer technology mm. or whatever are um also pretty likely to have cell phones because you know because it is obviously more than like a camera as like um like more kind of built up nations are using them for becomes a way for people to like access jobs and internet yeah, and exactly. so it's become so so ingrained with our daily life use that you know n- now even more the fact that it's like an all-in-one device becomes yeah. even more amazing yeah I mean, essentially it is. You can you can shop from your smartphone. Like you said, you can apply for jobs. You can Google. I mean, we were talking earlier and Jess immediately pulled out her phone and said, I'm going to ID I, uh, IMDb <laughs> that. I'm going to IMDb that. <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Like smartphones, I think when we first, well, mobile phones. I mean, that's how I remember them first where I had my, I don't even remember what my first smartphone was. I mean, my first phone. It was like a little, I remember getting a Motorola, Motorola Razr oh. and it was pink oh. and it was like beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, it was it was still, you had to push a million buttons to send a text mm-hmm. and the camera was awful. But I mean, it was the time of MySpace, so you would just slap a filter on it and it would be good. <laughs> but again, still, even then you're using phones to create. You're not, not necessarily at the forefront of your mind and that's definitely not why I was purchasing that smartphone or that cell phone mm. i can't even refer to it as a smartphone i mean a cell phone <laughs> like i keep every time my, my mind is just like smartphone 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 yeah jeez it is quite an interesting thing to like really think back because it, it's also yeah. in terms of the development of the t- technology exactly. not being a very long time that yeah. you know this has moved on like through all its phases you know to have like a camera in the front and the back of your phone was like, oh my gosh, someone thought about the selfie. Thank you. I'm supported in my lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you move on to having more than one camera at the back and it's like, oh Mm. my gosh. Exactly. Mind blown. And now they keep just stacking them on, man. (laughs) And the uh, the quality is just getting better and better and better. Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's really, really is an interesting time to be alive. We're going to take a quick break and hydrate. But while we do that, you can help us make our creative community bigger by spreading the word and sharing Orm's air with your community. We'd love to have you join the discussion and make your voice heard by DMing, inboxing, tweeting, emailing, or even carrier pigeoning your most burning creative thoughts, questions, and wonderings. Go on. You know you want to. If you have a smartphone, I'm sure, and you're creative, a visual creative or a mm-hmm. creative of any kind, I'm sure you have Instagram on your phone. Mm-hmm. If you don't have Instagram, I'm sure you have TikTok because I know that's the, the not the next big thing, but it's a thing mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. So you are sort of connected to creators and creatives alike. Mm-hmm. So how do we, I suppose this is also a conversation that we've had a lot of, a lot with a lot of the people that we've brought into Orms Air, well, brought into the studio, but like, how do you sort of, and I'm asking this personally, mm-hmm. how do you as a creator sort of navigate that connectivity and allow yourself the brain space or the mind space to sort of separate your work from others' work and not let it affect your sort of view of your own creations, I suppose? Mm. It's a very long-winded question. No, 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 no. I completely understand the whole length and breadth and depth of it. Good. Um, <laughs> full volume experience. Why, thank you. Mm. Um, so I think how I personally 
I suppose um, there's a way that we can like separate ourselves from things and like mm. try and step back and say that like oh yeah I totally see it this way mm-hmm. but um, I think the reality of it is that sometimes it can be quite difficult to do that moment of taking a step back completely I think that um, there's a couple of things that happens with that connectivity um, one thing that I really really enjoy about um, like social media networks and networks of content creation as well as content sharing mm-hmm. is the fact that you um can first of all share like your own creations at the touch of a button in yeah. seconds and we're broadcasted to millions of people um at a time you know and then there's also the thing of being able to use it as a search engine and find different kinds of inspiration from that yeah. mm-hmm. um, and to discover new kinds of content creators and people and you know sometimes algorithms work quite lovely in that way um in the fact that, you know, the, the more you searching for one kind of thing, it'll give you like more of that yeah. kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. it can be really helpful to s- be surrounded by this, this pool of people that you would have never otherwise within your immediate area code ever come across. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's been a really, really inspirational thing for me, being able to find um, people practicing in ways that I really enjoy and admire yeah. and, you know, want to take some of their kind of inspiration tools and embrace that into my own ways of practicing. But um, on the flip side of that, it can sometimes also be extremely debilitating to mm. continuously be immersed in this kind of pool of new content because it's a strange thing. Like you maybe have some people that have maybe an upload rate of like you know one kind of piece of content a week or month or whatever but you're going onto that application whatever it is and you're kind of just streaming through thousands and millions of Mm -hmm. different search results for that thing and so all of a sudden it feels like what you're creating potentially might get lost in this pool of thing it also can sometimes lead to you making you feel super unproductive because Mm. you know you can just keep on going back to this thing that keeps on refreshing and giving you more and more and more and it's like oh gosh in the last like hour I've consumed like at least 100 plus photos and like Mm. none of them are mine what am I doing like everyone else yeah just drowning in a pool of like oh my gosh like what have I done with the last like five years (laughs) you know (laughs) it's yeah because sometimes it feels that long you know and it's just so quick and easy to like to do that consuming thing but I think um you know there um people handle that in different ways some Mm -hmm. people will take a complete break from the social media scene and hire other people to do it for Mm -hmm. them um or some people will like take the break go on a complete content creation like making moment for themselves and Mm -hmm. then just upload as they go um, some people will do it quite healthily in a way where they are looking at other people's things, but yeah. taking it with a pinch of salt and seeing it as like, wow, I'm so happy for people that are making beautiful things. And I'm so happy to be part of this community of content creators, yeah. you mm. know, as opposed to be f- feeling overwhelmed by all this stuff. Mm. So um, personally, I uh, tend to be more of the person feeling like I'm drowning at mm, the moment okay. currently. Yeah. But um, I have definitely gone through phases where I feel really excited by the stuff I'm seeing and especially by the stuff that I'm seeing that's coming out of our country and out of like, you know, like South Africa. Um, It's like really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just seeing how people are like blowing up and sharing things. And it's it's always exciting. Um, But I I do definitely see and experience a lot of the downsides of that um, immersion. Yeah, Mm. completely. I mean, I sort of, uh, I've referenced it somewhere here. It's almost like creative exhaustion. Yeah. You know, mm. Like you become so inundated, as you were saying, with images constantly, constantly, constantly. And I know, um, so 
we've we've sort of introduced a little bit of a I'm just gonna segue quickly, um, introduced a little bit of a new a new aspect to our podcast where our podcast producer, the lovely Jess Semple, <laughs> has a microphone and can actually oh, speak with everybody. I do have a microphone. I just wanted to ask you because <laughs> yes. I know that you recently took a break from Instagram oh, specifically. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because I know mm, no, hmm. maybe you should just Explain that. Yeah, no, the the creative exhaustion thing is real. Mm. I kind of think of it as like an overconsumption, you know, like when you like totally binge on food and you never want to look at food again. It's kind (laughs) of like that where you exhaust yourself so much by like consuming media um, that it starts to like hamper your own creative process and being in touch with your own work um, and your own like inner pool of inspiration. Mm. So I took a complete break from Instagram and all social media except YouTube for about three months last year. And it was really great. I decided to go back on a couple of weeks ago, mainly because I'd shot so many beautiful rolls of film and I was like, no one is seeing this and all my friends get mad at me because I'm not posting this. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back on and I, I unfollowed everybody and then I've started selectively like adding back in um, yeah. people. So I now have a much healthier relationship with it where I'm only seeing stuff that I love and I only follow like 150 people which I think helps because then you're not getting that constant inundation on like every time you just like pull down you're like getting 10 million new posts um so I mean that can be healthier there's a really interesting YouTube video actually by a channel called yes theory i think where mm-hmm. there was one of their content creators and it's interesting because this is his job is to be on social media making content making connections with people and he took a break for a month and he decided to never go back on oh wow he's got his posts scheduled so that he does post when he needs to but other than that he is not on social media aware That's of really the trends yeah. or anything um so i don't know that could be an interesting watch for anybody who's maybe making a decision to um, Mm. take a break for whatever reason. But I don't know. I think it was healthy for me. It was very helpful. Uh, I'm going to stay on Instagram now. But um, it was good to to take a break and yeah. like hit the reset button. I think. I think yeah, the thing that you mentioned about so like obviously first you've got that moment of inundation from mm. being completely and forever immersed. But yeah, it's like what you say about inhibiting your own creative process is such mm. an important thing because mm. I think people process very differently, yeah. and I think these moments of like. Uh, reflection for yourself and allowing time mm. allowing time for yourself to like you know just sit for like a half an hour where it's just you and a mm. cup of tea and your notebook mm-hmm. to like actually pour yourself onto that space is yeah. such an important moment that you know I think nowadays um you know we, we've people have had different distractions throughout the time where yeah. th- whether it was like going outside and having a cigarette or like now like even more in every blank space that we have we're ripping out a phone and yeah. like turning yeah. on whatever media possible to like fill up that time whether it be like quickly checking things on Facebook or Instagram and like refreshing endlessly yeah. and doing quick searches on YouTube mm-hmm. and there's like reservoirs of searches are flipping endless so you know it's it is really difficult to find that time to like be super self-reflexive and to really think deeply about the kinds of things that we want to be making and Mm. not be kind of completely guided by like oh yeah the latest thing now is to like eat this like dishwashing pod (laughs) or like (laughs) you know it's as ridiculous as it is you Mm. know like people get influenced by that and like it almost becomes more about uh, like following the trends 
like and without being cheesy rather than like starting to make things that are actually hosting your own conversations yeah. and personally yeah. so you know and it's not necessarily about trying to set a trend but rather trying to actually do what sometimes being creative is about about sharing a bit of yourself yeah yeah exactly terrifying 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. i mean it's useful and it's it's needed. I think that's also the thing, mm. right? Because if you're if you're sharing parts of yourself, you're encouraging others to share parts of themselves. Yeah. And it creates that again, and this is the conversation we've had so many people, it creates yeah. that beautiful community that can happen mm. if you use it right, like Jess was saying. Before we continue unpacking this topic, we would like to give a big thank you to Orms, without whom this wonderful podcast would not be possible. Orms is a cornerstone of the creative community in South Africa offering industry-leading support, the latest gear, and world-class display options to photographers, artists, and visual creators, both locally and internationally. As always, you can find out everything you need to know by visiting ormsdirect.co.za. The link can also be found in the show notes for this episode. Now let's get back to the discussion. Scope and the possibilities of shooting on a smartphone. And I know we spoke um, earlier about you were mentioning a lot of the people that are sort of partaking in the course are then going on to sort of further their creative skills by investing in photo- like photographic gear or videographic gear, whatever their sort of chosen path is in life. While doing some research for this episode of Orms Air, I found a few references to um, feature films and TV series using a smartphone, which Mm. I understand, like, yes, nowadays it is becoming more of a thing. Mm. And I have literally like five or six, there's movies that have been done. I don't know if you've, Tangerine. Yeah, Tangerine. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's a big one on the list. And that was just using, what was it, an iPhone? Yeah, it was an An iPhone iPhone of sorts, yeah. 5S with a lens attachment and then a really inexpensive app. Yeboo. I mean. Yeah, it's it, it shows you how, like, like firstly, like, accessible the medium is exactly. to do the recordings with. Yeah. Because yeah. anybody with a cell phone that has a camera on it and has a video function, you know, has the capability to produce content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and to share that and, you know distribute their their stories which is Mm -hmm. amazing um and i think the way you're starting to talk around like the limitations of that device and like not really understanding like the difference in quality and stuff is that gave them some extra mobility to be able to get maybe more interesting angles or move more fluidly because instead of um like lugging around massive, massive, heavy camera gear, you now have something that weighs like less than a brick of butter. Exactly. And mm. you can attach that to like a really cute little like gimbal situation and run around the entire studio quite effort- effortlessly yeah. and or like hit the streets, you know, exactly, and yeah. go yeah. and, you know, it makes the, the recording of the content, um, you know, people assume this kind of like, thing that is not a professional way of recording content but there's something nice about Mm. how casual approach uh, people approach this This way of doing the recordings because Mm. suddenly when you're like photographing like out in the streets with your like cell phone there is this informality approached with it and people are less likely to like you know want to run out the frame or to you know it's it's a lot more casual and people don't think it's going to go anywhere big because they like don't assume that you know it's not your 5d mark 4 Mm. like situation or you know like that kind of thing and so 
it's not going to hit the billboards, you know. Yeah. So it's it, it's that that makes it so great in a lot of ways that, um, you know, it gives us very different kinds of content sometimes. It also gives you a different kinds of access. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, it's the accessibility. It's almost, oh, I just had that word in my mind. It's the comfortability because, I mm. mean, essentially all of us, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us have grown up with smartphones in our faces. Yes. You know, from the age of like when you can walk, you've had a smartphone in your face, mom yeah. taking pictures, dad doing video, you know what I mean? Yeah. Digital natives. Exactly. Thank yeah. you, Jess. <laughs> yeah, we are digital natives. And we, mm. again, we, we feel so comfortable. I think that's what you were hitting on. Yes. I mean, we can almost reference this back to an episode we recorded with um, Dale Uderman, mm. who was the inaugural Ernest Cole Prize winner. Um, and he won that prize all shooting on an iPhone 4. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so again, just goes to show and prove that the what we think is a hindrance is maybe even just a further sort of... It's more of a power that we're actually enabling ourselves to have. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But I mean, I think there is um, like other things along the terms of um, the technology and its capabilities, I guess, that yeah. like starts to inhibit us in some ways. Or actually, like I think sometimes we shouldn't think about these like technological things that that one device can't do as maybe opportunities for things that it can rather be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it forces you to start to think differently about your approach to a scene. Yeah. And um, you adopt other creative ways of overcoming those challenges. So, yeah. for instance, predominantly on your smartphone, your back facing camera is the one that shoots at the highest quality, but it's mm-hmm. also the camera that is um giving you a slightly wider angle of view. Yeah. And so, like, you're not necessarily wanting to get up right close up to someone and do like a really tight portrait crop shot because their face is going to look like one of those yeah. like cold and flu adverts <laughs> like oversized nose a little bit and just mm. giving them really strange proportions but you know it means that you have to start tracking them in other ways and mm-hmm. starting to think about other ways of composing the photograph so that they don't look a bit funny or like how do I start showing them in the context of their scene a little yeah. bit differently um, and you know it's also a thing of the more that um, the technology and need for wanting to do portraiture with your back Mm. camera has been around um the move to starting to create applications that start to mimic bokeh and like Mm, how they are becoming much and much more um better suited for like the scenes and are able to grapple with those really difficult situations are becoming better and better as we move like forward through things so um i think every challenge is creating a new kind of chain reaction for people to have more uh, or different creative approaches to their subject matter as well as the way that they like approach their mm. like scenes to begin with um, yeah. yeah so it's almost like um it it forces you to grow yeah you to grow yeah. yourself <laughs> your inner creative and it, yeah. yeah i like that yeah definitely it's um, not letting you to fall back on um, kind of your standard approaches to things mm, because yeah. I think there's some people that will like pick up their 50 mil lens and never take it off mm. and like they exactly. kind of have their formula of like I only shoot on f1.4 yeah. and you know that's the way that I crop my images and I will stand like this and the light is going to be like that mm-hmm. and this is like I am a professional in this portrait photography yeah and it's like yeah. 
great. Like, I'm super happy for you that you found your, like, recipe to bake the best cake ever. Mm -hmm. But, like, let me give you this kind of pudding. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to set this jelly. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, that's the the kind of thing. So I think it's quite nice for, like, if we carry on with the chef theme, to be challenged a little bit. Give them a new set of knives and see what they can dice. No, but completely. But this is it. And do you think that this, I mean, I think... I mm-hmm. think that um, this is almost the space where the pushback comes in. Mm. Yeah. The, and when I refer to the pushback, I obviously mean the um, the photographic industry who have a little bit of an issue with the fact that, and I feel like we've mer- we've we've heard this quite a few times, um, the fact that anybody can pick up a smartphone. Obviously, not anybody has the creative talent or eye yes. to sort of firsthand pick up a cell phone and take an incredible image or make it a credible image mm. be more accurate but i think that this is where the the backlash comes in you can't um you uh, you can't call yourself a photographer if you're not shooting on a camera that's oh. sort of <laughs> i am not saying this from my perspective <laughs> yeah. i am repeating wh- things that i've heard no it's true well no i'm not gonna say it's true heaven's alive if you watch ratatouille <laughs> that whole thing of like anyone can gook oh, <laughs> oh my gosh Favorite. you've got like i think it's like near dinner time hungry. so i'm like yeah a little bit yellow but um yeah that that whole thing of i think some people in whatever medium mm-hmm. you're talking about will you will always get like purists yeah. who are, you know, in order to play the piano, I need to make sure I've like learned this classical what what, and in yeah, order to do to ballet, this the is the thing. Da, 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 da. So every kind of art form will have its purist who says, mm-hmm. I need to learn how to do this one thing before you can even pick up the next thing, yeah. and yeah. I will not let anybody in let anybody else into my like inner circle of like I am a photographer, professional, whatever, mm-hmm. in order to enjoy this medium and call myself this like, you know this person. word that carries yeah. weight 100%. So I think um in some ways people like could be like that but you know mm-hmm. we mentioned before earlier on in this kind of recording that um in a lot of other instances it can be a way for people to first access and grow a love for the medium. Yeah. If you have never had the access to hold a camera in your life before mm. but mm. you have access to a cell phone that can take a picture and record an image and a memory and yeah. you know you know you've got something that that describes the scene that you've saw you know then that's amazing that's the first steps to you growing a love for the medium further and yeah. like it it's then up to you know the person to want to take it further there and you know it, for me it all falls down to predominantly an access issue yeah um and it would be amazing if everyone had the opportunity to pick up a camera but sometimes that is just never possible and i'd rather just myself having like a deep love for the medium mm-hmm. would love for someone to just experience what photography can offer you yeah. Yeah. in your life and like get you to think in a whole completely different way and grow this appreciation um for light you know and you know be able to want to capture things mm-hmm. is is such an amazing thing to to like wish for anybody yeah. that like it seems terrible to to grow this kind of very purist way of thinking that yeah. in order to be considered um that you're doing photography is to be doing it via a camera i mean yeah. people were walking around with like 
like you get pinhole photography walking around yeah. with tins are you exactly. gonna like tell somebody who's doing like stuff yeah. in the dark room that they're not a photographer you know that's the origins of photography to begin with before the camera yeah, was even exactly. invented people were staring at like just the artifact of the camera obscure on t- intense yeah. you know and all those people like before if nobody took an interest in the light mm. you have never had photography you'd never be holding that beautiful like a hundred thousand rand lens that you're holding so um i i think it's kind of missing the point to be putting so much attention onto gear to begin with yeah um i can understand why that train of thought is around because it it follows on so many kinds of trains of thought around trying to really just um create a little like club for just me the people who have access uh, to certain technologies and information and knowledge but um yeah i think it's not my way of wanting to understand and love photography but this is Mm. exactly it when you have that and you were saying this purest idea but when you have this pure love for the art form Mm. that's the feeling that you would impart exactly you would want others to exactly to share your experience to understand your love to understand and also like you were saying to have that um that access to the expression that comes through photography. And I think it's important for consumers as well, because if you think about it, a lot of people who are able to have access to smartphones and be Mm -hmm. able to engage in photography and videography as a medium via a smartphone Mm -hmm. wouldn't have had access um, for socioeconomic reasons or whatever to other cameras and then think of as an audience on how many stories we're missing out on Mm, just because those people don't have access i would rather they have access to a smartphone and a love for the medium and they push themselves within that um that vehicle of expression Mm -hmm. and they're able to still share their story with the world yeah completely that's more important to me than like what it's shot on like i don't care 100%. 100%. So let's let's look at, and I'm saying this to the, the purists who are listening, because I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's focus less on what is in our hands and focus more on, like Lauren said, sharing the love of this art form that we all do very much love and enjoy and, you know, sort of go, go and refill our emotional and mm, creative pools from. Yeah. You know, and let's just, yeah, be more accepting and kind to each other. Well, this sounds like um, a little bit like a little Dr. Phil episode here, but <laughs> I'm going to keep going with this because I really do believe it. Yeah. Let's be kind to each other and help each other and help each other grow and be the best we can be. Bam. Bam. Yes. Smartphones. Yay, connecting babe. the world. Connecting <laughs> creative. Teaching us moral lessons. I mean, yes. I do think they do, though. <laughs> The, the thing that we are leaving um, our studio with the resounding feeling is that as a community of creatives, we need to be more accepting of each other. We need to make room and make way in our own minds and in our own sort of um, little groups for those maybe not shooting or creating on um, tech that we are used to or accustomed to and allow everybody else to share their own stories have their own voices because surely that is exactly what this art form is about yeah yeah i couldn't agree more man look at you hey guys thank you so much for lauren thank you so much for coming in and joining us and imparting all of your wisdom as um omnipotent empress of smartphone photography it literally gives me like little like I don't know what to explain. It just makes me like all warm inside when I just get praised. <laughs> oh, no, you're so wonderful. I am so humble. <laughs> Woo. 
Okay, yeah, but um, it is always fantastic to be on the show and you guys Yay. are lovely and I just love talking about photography and just, uh, yeah, just challenging people a little bit to mm-hmm. think a little bit differently mm-hmm. about the way that we participate in this whole community thing. Completely. So, yeah, always a pleasure. Great to be around. Thanks, Lauren. Thank cool. you. And if you're interested in um, having a look at the courses that Lauren runs at Orms Cape Town School of Photography, we will link them in the show notes. Cool beans. And Great you can to sign see you up soon. and learn things and meet the lovely Lauren in person. I know. I mean, forever. God, yes. ready and waiting to impart all the knowledge onto you. Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm really, I'm a really nice person. I really am not so full of myself. She's lovely. <laughs> She's lovely. I'm just feeding on all this like energy. <laughs> that Rachel is like beaming my way so this is yeah I, I swear I'm way more humble <laughs> she, she's lovely don't worry about it um yeah so OMC GSP um I will link everything in the show notes and then of course a big thank you goes to podcast producer extraordinaire Jess Sample oh why thank you who now has a voice I'm very excited oh for my this gosh. I know yay she, she doesn't sound as excited as she should <laughs> She's, she is smiling I can tell uh, you that I am smiling it's, it's nice to not have to like think about should I just grab Rachel's mic if I need to say something <laughs> <laughs> I could probably end up with Rachel being smacked in the face with said mic um, yeah wouldn't be pretty not in yeah, well good comedy mm-hmm. for the for the host I mean for the host look at me assuming host position now this power's going to my <laughs> Ah, ah, you leave. <laughs> I think we need to send you home. Okay, so Lauren's going to go home and have some snacks. Yes. I think she might be a little bit hungry too. <laughs> um, but thank you everybody for joining us for our first episode of season two of Orms Air. Thank you for lending us your time and for being with us in this creative space. We appreciate you and we will see you in two weeks' time. Alrighty. Cheers. Bye. It's not two weeks. Whatever. <laughs>